one check one two we're here what's up nothing much just you know chilling in my apartment is that uh coffee oh yeah just pressing the french press yeah get rolling oh you're drinking tea yeah as i said super irish you know tea <laughs> yeah Pauline, so Pauline yeah. O'Donnell in the house, aka yeah. Saint Monet. Mm-hmm. Are you Saint Monet? Um, I think partly. I feel like Saint Monet is very, very uh like prestige and posh and everything. And I'm like in real life, I'm like super awkward sometimes, and like I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> like I'm just. <laughs> But um, yeah, I feel like I feel like there are parts of me that I incorporate into Saint Monet, but um, not all the way. No. Cool. That's yeah. awesome. Is is it a uh, is it a project that other people are involved in, or at the end of the day, is it just is it your you are the artist? Everyone else is like collaborating with your artistry. Um, it's very much like Saint Monet is very much a team. That's how we all view it because there are just so many people who have been with us from the beginning and who like have joined halfway through and stuff like originally it was me and my manager matt who um who used to live in belmont or live in nashville and go to belmont and everything he him and i just started it kind of on a whim and then you know things grew and people got interested yeah. And so now, you know, I mean, there's so many people who are part of it. Like, I mean, I consider my parents a part of it, too, because it's just, mm. you know, I wouldn't be able to do it without them or anything either. That's cool. Your yeah. family lives in New Jersey. Is that yeah. correct? Yeah. And that's where you're from? Yeah, I'm from Jersey. Um, and then moved to Nashville four years ago. But yeah, Jer- Jersey's super cool. Have you ever been? I've played... I think once or twice. I played in Cape May once, which okay. I know is like pretty. Maybe that's kind of far, like south. I don't know. Of in New Jersey, I don't know what part are you from. So I'm from Rockaway, which is you know everyone's like 40 minutes from the city. That's how we tell people, so they can like yeah kind of picture it. But um yeah, I'm from Rockaway. It's like suburban Jersey town. Um, and yeah, I mean. Cape May is definitely more like considered the shore and stuff. But yeah. Super cool place. Yeah. Is Love Rockaway it. like, that's like where the Ramones song is from and all that? Like Rockaway Beach? Is that the same place? I, okay. I don't think it's that place because Rockaway. <laughs> Dang. I, yeah. Because Rockaway, like, Love Rockaway. But first off, don't think that anyone would write a song about it. <laughs> Second, <laughs> It's no beach. There's no beaches in Rockaway. It's just like a lake. So. Yeah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. cool. Um, you grew up there playing piano. Yeah. Right. You were trained and like practice piano for years and years growing up. Is that true? Yeah, it is true. I, um, so originally before I moved to Nashville, I was, dead set on being a classical pianist like that was all I wanted to do and then you know I went to a different college for a semester I went to a college in Pennsylvania called Westchester University and as soon as I got there originally I wasn't even like 
in love with the thought of going there, but I was just, for some reason, there was something holding me back from like going, you know, all out with my classical piano career. So I was like, Westchester is good school and it's two hours from home. And so settled on that. And then my first semester there, like within the first week, I was like, yeah, this is definitely not what I want to do with my life. Like I love classical piano, but so much more as a hobby. And it was, yeah, it was super weird because I hadn't even been writing songs at that point. Like I got a mm, late Really? Song. Yeah, I started writing at Westchester because I was so, like, I was just kind of so bored with the work that I had for my actual piano classes that like most of the time I spent in the practice rooms, I was just like writing songs and stuff. And yeah, that's... That's how I got my start with it. Wow. And then yeah. did you, so are you in school here in Nashville now? Yeah, I have two semesters left at Belmont. So I'm, I'm so close. So wow. Close. Are you going to finish? Are you going to be able to finish? I, I think so. I'm like, honestly, even though the online school kind of sucks, like it kind of happened at the perfect time because now I can like, you know, work remotely and yeah. focus on and try to you know balance everything so i'm hoping i don't know what's gonna happen for next semester you know who knows but um if yeah, it's right. online that would help too because i know like once things open back up i have so many places that i have to go for things and so i'm just i, I i'm determined to finish because i'm so close that it's like you know want to get that diploma and just <laughs> you know be done with it yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Um, that's cool. That's cool. That's inspiring. Good on you. Um, so I'm this project, yeah. Saint Monet. Mm -hmm. I found out about you and your tribe like, I guess three weeks ago. Maybe I think August seventh is when your first single came out. Right, that's when Bloom, yeah, dropped. Mm -hmm. Um, and I I found out then more recently your song, what is it called? 32 degrees. 32 degrees. That's right. Which both songs are really awesome. Oh, thanks. I started listening to them. What I was going to say is because through Daniel Cheney, who has always yeah. been my favorite, um, like photographer in town. And yeah. then he, I saw that he was working with you and I was just like, wow, I've never heard of this artist before. So I've been listening to them, I guess over the last like two weeks, been listening like bloom and 32 degrees. Both songs are really cool. They're, I feel like they're, they're cohesive, but they're a little bit different from each other. Thank you. That is, that is the whole like point of what we're doing because, um, well, side note, Daniel Cheney, just shout out to him. Cause he is so freaking amazing. Like him and then totally. Kat, his girlfriend who does the styling. Yeah. They are, Kat. They're, they're next level. Like I, I was, a, I've been a fan of them since I moved to Nashville. And like, I remember our first shoot, I was so nervous that I barely talked because I was, I was such a big fan of them and everything. But like, yeah, they are, they're very much like a reason why this has been going so well. It's because they're just like insane. But um, that's yeah. really cool. That's cool that you have gotten to work with them so closely and the stuff that they're doing together looks so sick. Oh, yeah. It's so and fresh. Like, Dude, thank you so much. I appreciate that. And um, like, we love the stuff we've been putting out. We have so much more to put out. And then, I mean, we just have so many ideas for the future, some that we've already done and like some that we're like, working on doing. So it's just there's going to be so much more content. But um, yeah, in terms of like, 
cohesive but different that was that's the whole point of like all of the music that we're doing because like I'm, I'm a huge fan of so many different types of genres I mean I started off writing soul pop and I very much would say that I'm sticking to that lane somewhat but I've just been honestly like I feel like I know my sound enough to the point where I can be weird with it in different ways and kind of still experiment, especially being a new independent artist. I have that space to like, you know, say, let's just try this and see how people react to it. So I'm really glad that you feel that <laughs> way. I'm so glad. <laughs> yeah, totally. I, I totally think, and I think it's more fun a lot of times, especially like you said, when you're like, we're all so young and just, you, it's just, let's just try a bunch of stuff out and keep it fresh and, I mean, even if you're 60 years old too, you can do it, but just, you know, having, having fun, expressing yourself in different ways. That's the only way you're really going to figure out like what you want to create. I feel like. It's so true. And it's just like, I mean, you know, artists like, like let's take Lady Gaga, for example, you know, she has reinvented herself and her sound. I feel like so many times. And I think it's super cool because it's still obviously very much her, like, you know, like on the radio, as soon as you hear her voice, you know it's her. And even yeah. just like some of the production elements and like the lyric and the melodies and everything, you know it's her. But you know, you could you could take her um, album Joanne and then you know Chromatica, and they're completely different worlds. But they're all her. So that's yeah, that's yeah. definitely the vibe. Yeah, totally. I've always loved following whether it's a pop artist or even sometimes yeah. artists like rock and uh, maybe like even folk who can like reinvent themselves every album mm -hmm. in fresh ways, like kind of changing genre, trying out new styles, always being willing to take those risks, whether it's like Lady Gaga or like even like Bob Dylan, just like yeah. people who just continue to be innovators in their art, you know? It's so true. And it's like, it's, they do it. So like, um, I'm trying to think of the word, like, unforgivingly do you understand what i mean like totally yes with bob dylan you know i mean when he went from his very much folk persona to that kind of rock and was using some like in the box production elements people were like so you know there were some people who were like oh my gosh like this is terrible what are you doing and stuff but he was just like it's still me and everything and yeah right yeah, so I, I think that's really admirable of artists who just like are like, yo, screw it. I'm doing what I think is right. Yeah, right. So, yeah. so for you, was there, you said you started writing mm -hmm. your first semester of college. Yeah. Is this, like these two songs you've put out, are these the first songs you've ever released? Or do you have projects before this oh. that you've like kind of tucked away now mm -hmm. as you're releasing these new songs? So, um, these are the first songs I've ever released and, um, oh. yeah, it was, it was definitely, it was hard waiting because, you know, especially when you come to Nashville, there's so many artists and everything, so many talented artists and you're like, you want to release and you want people to hear your music. But also I was, I was just, I knew that first before I had to release, I had to figure out my brand. And I had to figure out my sound and like just study musicians who inspire me and like what about them inspires me and what production elements I like and what production elements I definitely don't like. 
And so it, it was hard waiting. And there was, I actually, there was a split second where I was going to release a song in December. And I probably still am going to release that song at some point, but I was just, something was telling me to just like hold off for like just a few more months, just to hold off because I feel like there'll be a song that's going to come in the, in the few months coming that I'll listen to and I'll know that it's going to be the song that I want to release and everything. And so thankfully that happened, wow. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's very new to me. That's, yeah. that's cool. So I, I think that that approach is, that approach is really interesting to me. You felt like you needed to spend some time just like figuring out, as you said, like your brand or like an aesthetic to help, you know, as with the music and also the visuals and everything, yeah. it, it seems to you, like to me, that what you do is not just the music. Like it's a whole thing that you can experience with music videos and like photo shoots and a style and an idea and it's all happening and hitting you at the same time. Oh, absolutely. I remember, so Matt and I have been working together for over a year now, but I remember when he first like approached me, it was, he was just asking if he could do like mock management for me because he was starting up his management company, 610. And I was, I was like, sure. And so I remember the first thing he asked was like, what's your brand? And I was like, oh, it's vintage. <laughs> and he was like, no, everyone's vintage, especially in Nashville. And so I like, I remember he was just like, figure out your brand. And I had no idea what that meant because, you know, it's hard. Like, you know, you think, oh, my brand is just like what I wear, but that's like, I feel like there's so much more to it. So I literally like, it took me, it took me months to figure out my brand. But then once I solidified it, it made the direction of the music a lot easier actually. Cause I knew the type of imagery I wanted. I knew what kind of style I wanted for the music videos. And so like I make, a lot of times I make like um, photo boards, you know, mood boards when I'm writing. And that kind of helps me like finish the song and know, even in terms of melody. And it's, I don't know, I, it's all psychological, I feel like, but it's just super interesting. Yeah, I mean, I feel like th we have put as much time into the brand as we have into the music, definitely. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's really interesting. I, I feel like everybody, whether they know it or not, as a musical artist, are to some extent creating mm -hmm. a brand for themselves. And even ones that would say like, oh, I don't care about the brand. I just want to, you know, do my music. They're still like choosing to wear what they wear on stage yeah. And, yeah. And, and perform a certain way and have album covers. I mean, it music is, since it's a performative art and it's also an art that has visuals attached to it, whether through a music video or even just an album cover, it really is unavoidable to correlate visuals with the audio, I feel like. Yeah, it's it's so true, especially like, especially where the industry is going, you know, with all this online content, putting out just music isn't enough anymore, because people want to see your visual direction with your songs. And now with like, you know, take the VMAs that just happened. I don't know if you like watch them or saw any of the clips, but the performances, obviously, you know, there were no like real audience, but 
the performances, it seemed like it was a completely different uh, performance than I'd ever seen before. Like Doja Cats was, it didn't even look like she was on a stage. It looked like she was like literally floating in space <laughs> and stuff like that. And I was like, this is insane. And it's just, you know, this is just the beginning. Like this is in the stages of all these artists and companies trying to figure all this stuff out. I'm just, so it's yeah. just crazy. Like I can't even imagine where, where, you know, the music industry is going to go. Like, I feel like at some point streaming isn't just going to be the song. It's going to be like, like all visuals with the song, you know, even with Spotify, like sometimes you're listening to a song and then they have the, like, the, like, uh, you know, called canvas, I think. Yeah. The canvas, they have that Mm -hmm. playing. And it's like, it's gonna, it's going to keep evolving to a point videos for every single song, you know? Yeah. And I feel like we, we kind of just, when we see something like that, like let's say a canvas, we're like, oh, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. But we don't realize that's the enormous implication that creates for the entire artist community. Like if that, if we're now allowed to have a, you know, it seems like three to five seconds or something like visual mm-hmm. that, I mean, that can transform the whole musical yeah. experience, especially when most people, I, at least most people I know use Spotify. Like I know people yeah. use other streaming mm-hmm. services, but it seems to be the most popular and the language that's spoken so i feel like there's when i saw that i think it was on rap caviar i noticed every artist had a cool visual i was like wow this is going to change the whole game it really is because it also it also kind of i feel like even if you're someone who doesn't who isn't a fan of music videos you know there are times where someone will see that and they'll like the imagery so much they'll go to the full music video too totally totally. that definitely happened with me i mean i'm a huge fan of music videos but you know there have been times where i had no interest in watching it until like i saw the snippet on the canvas and then i was like oh my gosh this is super cool i'm interested to see where it goes so yeah it's definitely it's definitely gonna keep evolving i think yeah right who are some people that you like to follow that you think are just like artistic innovators when it comes to music and the whole brand and just everything performance and visuals yeah i mean are you talking about big artists or local or either uh i was thinking big but also if you have any locals just anyone that you really feel like you're just like wow i'm really impressed by these people and their their art yeah well i mean right off the bat i think like everything dua lipa is doing is super cool you know just her the content she's been putting out like whether you're a fan of it or not, you have to respect everything that she's doing because obviously like her album was super successful and her music videos were super good, but then she's been putting out like um, animations, which I think are are super cool and are thankfully becoming more popular because I think it's super cool to see kind of like a a different um, perspective of the artist. And then also, you know, her whole, her whole remix of her own album super super great idea that you know like it's something I never would have thought of because I already see like um future nostalgia as I already see it as like a dance album but then she was like no we're making it into a full-on like club remix album so I think yeah it's it was it's just crazy to me and and I know, like, I saw a tweet or something that she said, like, she has enough music to last, like, 
through the whole next year. So I'm just like, Whoa. I'm, yeah, that's crazy to me. Like I'm just keeping on the lookout for her definitely because her imageries are great. And I am interested to see if she like stays down this route of, you know, dance and like future basis kind of right. stuff, you know, it's super interesting. So I'm excited to see that. Um, That's cool. Yeah. I, um, I, I love Lawrence, the band, do you know? No, I don't. Okay, I'll have to write that like, down. They're, um, yeah, they're super cool. They are very, very, uh, soul pop funk pop band and they are signed to, um, John Bellion's label. Oh, and cool. so they're the first ones that were signed to his label, and I'm not sure if he signed anyone else yet. But um, is it I, these people? <laughs> yeah, so they're yes, that's them. They are a brother sister duo, and wow, yeah, crazy. Their dad is um a movie producer, like he did the Miss Congeniality movies and stuff. Yeah, and um, so like the, their names are Clyde and Gracie, and then Clyde's like. He's a classical pianist too, but like turned into, you know, this pop, um, this pop world. And then Gracie's like a super great singer, but they're just, I just love them because they're like unapologetic with yeah. their sound and they have a very, their brand is so New York and it's just, I just love it. I think it's, I think it's super cool and their sound is great. They're really bringing back that that soul sound that like funk you know they have all their performances have like you know brass instruments and everything and and they're also just like it's their performances are super fun and everything so i'm just i'm a huge fan of them i just also yeah. love that type of music that's so, cool do, do you yeah. uh speaking of that do you ever see yourself moving to New York City or is there anywhere else like what what is your relationship with Nashville do you like it here and would you want to move somewhere else coming up once you graduate yeah it's it's so it's so funny because if you had asked me that question like even a year and a half ago I would have been like oh I'm going straight to New York after this because that you know growing up in Jersey I had always gone to New York and I've loved it so much like there are certain areas that I I love like Greenwich Village and everything and it's also close to my family. But um, now in Nashville, I feel like, I feel like I've changed and like my goals have changed and everything. And when I first moved to Nashville, it took me a while to really consider this place home because, you know, I feel like, you know, whatever city you move to, it takes a while to find your people. Um, but now that I'm here, I mean, I love, I love the fact that it's a mix of suburban and city. And I think that if I had started anywhere else, like New York or LA, I wouldn't necessarily be in the same position that I am now. And I feel like it was all, you know, as cheesy as it sounds, it was meant to be. But um, I feel like at some point, I'm gonna move to LA. I'm not sure if it's it's long term, and I'm, it's probably gonna be within the next two years. I don't know if it's gonna be long term or just for a year. But you know, every time I've been there, the the work that I've been doing, it's just more fast paced, which is what I'm used to. So I want to experience that. Yeah. But also, you know, with this whole uh, pandemic, I you know, this is all just talk. I couldn't tell you <laughs> what's gonna happen or anything. <laughs> Yeah, I do. 
I think that Nashville is a good place to like yeah. to to uh, start out. Like yeah. like even if you wind up feeling called somewhere else, I do think it's a place that where there's people who are like willing to collaborate with you and support you that are like the best of the best. You know, let's say someone like Daniel Cheney who you've been able to yeah. work with. Um, but and those but those people also seem a little bit more within your reach. And in terms of like championing the city, I feel like Nashville's a city that will lift you up a lot quicker and than you could in like yeah. New York or LA where I feel like if you go there too early, at least this is my personal take and I know other people yeah. would disagree, but that you could get like just consumed and just have a really hard time staying afloat over there. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think out of the three major cities, the industry in Nashville is most connected, which I think is super, is super awesome because as you said, it's everyone lifting each other up and there is a, there is competition here, but it's healthy competition. You know, you obviously want some competition because that inspires you to do better, but it's not like New York where my experience with New York is that the music industry is extremely disconnected. And I feel like out of the three cities, New York is the hardest to break into because, you know, it used to be, it used to be, I feel like the city to go to, but I think things have changed and it's now, you know, Nashville and LA, depending on what kind of scene you want. So I I am definitely agreeing with you about that. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. It also just seems like a lot of my friends who live in New York, I feel like their struggle is just paying rent. Like it's so hard to be an artist. And then on top of that have, which I know Nashville is getting there too, but it's just a different game up there. Oh my gosh. It's the, I mean, like toothpaste is like eight bucks, you know? <laughs> like you, yeah, right. <laughs> you have to, I mean, I couldn't even imagine, like there are times where I'm here and I'm just like, okay, am I going to, like, I have to decide between like groceries or music equipment. And there, I feel like it's deciding, like, it's just a million times worse. I couldn't imagine yeah. having to spend eight bucks on toothpaste. Like, right. that's crazy. <laughs> I mean, I, I definitely haven't done it before because, you know, I've never, like, lived in New York. I definitely spent, like, a good amount of money on, like, just very mundane things there. Yeah. But imagine, like, that being your life, like, daily. That's, yeah. I, it's crazy. For real. Last time I was in New York, I played a show and I hit my head super hard and I had to go to a, like a minute clinic the next day. And it was a very delirious day trying to get around New York. It was like the first time on my own, like riding the subways. I'm like going to a minute oh. clinic with a blurry vision. I was just like, dude, this is, I, it was kind of a crazy experience that made me be like, okay, wow. <laughs> I don't know. I and no to... one will help you either. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, okay. So that's crazy. So you grew up close to New York City you moved down here but in the middle you said you spent one semester in what Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania so when you were there and you started writing is that when you decided yo I want to move to Nashville and like pursue music or did you move to Nashville and think okay maybe I should start putting out my own stuff so basically when I started writing I I was like I knew that I was leaving Westchester And I knew that I had started writing and I liked this thing that I was doing. And so I, I, I was also planning on taking the next semester off to figure out what was going on. And so 
once I was done at Westchester, I went home and I told my parents that I wanted to major in songwriting. And they were like, my parents have always been so supportive of my music career and everything I do, but they were just like, you spent like 16 years doing classical piano. Like this is, this is a very big change, but I like showed them my songs and looking back, they, the songs that I showed them, like, obviously, you know, first songs that you write, never gonna, usually not a hit, you know, <laughs> but um, I showed them my songs and they were like, okay, they're like, let's just look into it and everything. And so I, at the time I was set on going to New York. So I applied to NYU's Clive Davis and as a transfer, they only took eight students. And so I did not get in, obviously, you know, there were so many people who had been doing it their whole lives. And so then I was between university, university of Colorado, Denver, because my cousin went to Boulder and I'm a super big fan of Colorado. It's yeah. Boulder cool. is sick. Oh. Boulder's awesome. I, yeah, I actually like, I stayed with my cousin there for, for like a month, a couple summers ago. And it was, it was dope. It's so, it's such a cool place. So I was between that. And then I was between Belmont and I actually was very much leaning towards going to Colorado because I just had loved it so much. And I almost didn't apply to Belmont. I applied the night before the last due date for transfers. And I was just like, whatever, like I'll just apply. And then I visited here and I met up with Matt because Matt and I actually went to high school together, which is super weird. Oh, so, no way. <laughs> yeah. So we went to high school together and he graduated before we could get like super close. And so then when I came to Nashville, I like texted him because I knew he had been going to Belmont and I was like, hey, can we meet up for coffee and stuff? And so we just kind of talked about everything and he was like, He's like, okay, well, I'll see you in September. And I was like, oh, I haven't made a decision yet. He's like, no, you're going to come here. And so I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so basically, yeah, I just decided on coming to Nashville. And I, I am so grateful that I made that decision because, like, obviously I met Matt again or, like, became actually really close with Matt and then got to work with him. And then just the people I've met here. Yeah, I, right. They're super dope, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really cool. What what happened when you moved here to till this point today? Like, what has that process been like? Have you been working specifically on like these songs and this like Saint Monet? Did you know has that name been with you the whole time, or is this like been a more recent uh, endeavor? It's definitely super recent. So when I first moved here, I was like, I was not sure whether I wanted to be an artist or a songwriter. And, and so I was just kind of, I was just writing songs because that was what I had been doing before. And I didn't really know how to go about the artist part of it. And so my biggest thing when I first moved here was to just meet everyone. So immediately when I got to Belmont, I took an internship at BMG and I met some like really awesome people. And then I ended up the next summer, I ended up working there full time because um, the creative assistant was pregnant. So she was on pregnancy leave. So I got to work full time at BMG, which was super oh. cool. Yeah, I got to meet awesome people first off and second, like 
learn so much. And it was like really nice to just put what I had been learning at Belmont into like action, basically. And so I was, you know, I was just like loving the business side of it. But as much as I love the business side of the music industry, the more I did it, the more I realized that the creative side is like where I want to be. And so I was like continuing to write songs, but I had the, you know, like the common fear of showing anybody anything that I was doing. And so I like, it wasn't until like a couple months ago where I was like more out, like forward about the fact that I was pursuing artistry. And like looking back now, I'm glad that it took me so long because I feel like I'm at the right headspace to be pursuing everything that I am. But also if I could, if I like, I wish I could just go back to my like self literally two years ago and be like, stop being afraid because it's so stupid, but it's understandable too. But um, yeah, like St. Monet was literally developed like a year ago when Matt and I started working together. And then all of these songs were like, the songs that I've been putting out, the, the most recent two, Bloom and 32 Degrees, were written in February on a retreat that me and Matt held. And so four out of the six songs that are going to be on the upcoming EP were written in February. And then the other two were written like two years ago. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Wait, so mm-hmm. a, a retreat, what, is that, yeah. what does that mean? Is that something that you said you put together? Yeah. So I, like I said before, I was originally going to put out something in December, but then I was like, okay, let's just hold off. And then Matt and I were talking and we had been juggling this idea of like hosting a retreat for my project for a little while. And so I just texted him out and I was like, listen, let's hold off on this song. I was like, let's try to actually like make this retreat happen. And so it was, yeah. So we had it at my shore house in Jersey, which was super cool. It was in the middle of February. So like no one was there and the weather was like pretty cold, but wow. it, was, it was just super nice. Cause it was like empty. What and is a shore house? Does that mean you're on the, on the shore? Like, it's, the beach? yeah. So it's like, it's a shore house is like just a house that's like down the, sh- the shore at the Jersey shore. So my house isn't, that's I mean, sick. there are, there are so many cool houses there that are like on the water, but they're like millions of dollars and everything. But um, it's just like, you know, near the ocean, like you can walk to the ocean and it's just, cool. it's not somewhere that you would stay all year round, I would say. Right, right. But um, so that's, yeah. We that's helped. so cool. And y'all hung yeah. out there and just wrote songs. Yeah, we, it was so crazy. So we um ended up getting like, it's, we're not supposed to say sponsored. So it's, I guess like, we got um, a favor from Red Bull and they sent us like almost 200 cans of Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs> and I, they've done, I've done a similar thing. I, I like emailed them. They gave me like a bunch yeah. of Red Bull one time for a tour. <laughs> it's crazy. That was actually, I had never tried Red Bull before. And so that was the first time I tried it. And we had like the original, but then we also had the yellow ones, the like fruit ones. And yeah. I did not like the original, but then I was like, okay, I'll just try the yellow one. Yes. And I love the yellow one so much, but I wish there was a video of this because 
I, it was like five o'clock and I like drank a yellow one. And I was like, for some reason I was under the impression that as soon as you drink one, like you're supposed to be like bouncing off walls and stuff. So I was like, this isn't working. So I drank another one and they were like the full ones. And then I still didn't feel anything. So then I had two more and I was four Red Bulls within the time span of like half an hour. And so I remember like walking out to Matt and being like, Hey, these don't work at all. Um, what do we do? Like these don't work. And I was just talking and talking and he was like, Colleen, you don't understand how fast you're talking right now. <laughs> he was like, you, he's like, we have to cut you off from this. This is ridiculous. It was literally like, it was so weird. Like it went from oh, zero. No. To but I've learned my lesson. I love Red Bull now though. <laughs> yeah. My bass player, uh, Trevor drinks a yellow Red Bull before every show. I've never tried it, but he says it's like the best. <laughs> it's, it's like the, it's dangerous. Cause it's like actually good. Like yeah, right. You know? Yeah, totally. That's where it, that's where it gets dangerous. Is they uh, you're right. It doesn't hit you immediately, but the time span that it does hit you is like, like for instance, I'm drinking coffee right now. I drink a cup of coffee every day, and that slowly kind of like hits yeah. you. A Red Bull, it doesn't hit you at first, and then when it mm-hmm. does, all of a sudden you go just you just go off. <laughs> Dude, I it was it was so crazy because. <laughs> Like, obviously, like, if you want to have a Red Bull or, like, more than one Red Bull, you should do it at the beginning of the day so that, you know, by the time night comes, you can sleep. But I obviously didn't do that, and I drank, like, these Red Bulls at 5 o'clock. And so I remember, like, we were in a session, and it was it was around 2 a.m., and I was, like, I was – still going ready to go and everyone else was like Colleen like we don't mean to be mean but we really just can't understand what you're saying so we're gonna call it quits on this session (laughs) and then I just remember I remember laying down and just being like I'm I like could run a marathon right now like I can't sleep at all so I just like pulled an all-nighter that night and I've learned my lesson but (laughs) yeah I yeah moral of the story Drink Red Bull in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) So who, what was that like? Like, uh, what were y'all doing every day? Were you just having a few sessions and taking breaks and maybe walking by the shore or whatever? Just like hanging out? Yeah, I mean, it was honestly, we, when Matt and I were planning everything, we, our goal was to have seven songs, I think, and then like four demos and then it was a four day trip, not even because we flew in one day, had had two, I think two full days. And then another day we had was like kind of a half day. So it wasn't even like a four day trip. And we wrote 18 songs and got, um, I want to say like 15 demos done, which was super wow. awesome because we only, yeah, we had, um, we had two producers there. One is my friend Jordan from Jersey, who is also an artist. And then the other one was John Luke Lewis. I don't know if you know him, but he... Mm, I don't know if I do. He produced Bloom and then is a co-producer on 32 Degrees. And he also produced two other songs that will be on the EP. So he cool. is someone that I work with a lot. But um, Does he live here? He does. He lives here, yeah. I'll have to write down his name. That's cool. I hope I get to meet him someday. Yeah, he he honestly he works with a lot a lot of artists and he's um he's just been like on so many projects recently. 
So, yeah. Yeah. Definitely check him out. He's super cool. But, um, yeah, so we, we got so much done within that time. It honestly, we, it was just like, wake up and start writing. And then, you know, we also got HelloFresh to send us like meals for the weekend. And so we like, which was That's nice sick. because, you know, it was like, we weren't just eating crap the whole time. And so we would like, we'd wake up, figure out like the writing groups and everything. Cause we wanted to make sure that everyone, that we could get as many like different groups as possible. And so then we would like finish the song and then eat and then go into another session and then eat dinner and then do another session. And so uh, there was, there was um, one day where it was so, for some reason the weather was so nice out. So we did go to the beach. Cause usually like at that time, Jersey is really cold and like the beach is miserable because it's absolutely freezing, but it was just, yeah. so it was really nice out and everything. So we, we went and it was towards the nighttime actually too. So we had like a night trip to the beach and stuff. But um, yeah, it was just like, it was just writing and getting to know each other because not everyone knew everyone else. And, and just, you know, just eating HelloFresh. Yeah, right. <laughs> wow. So yeah. that's really interesting. So when you think about writing mm-hmm. and uh, let's say just like creating the music and the art that you make, do you see writing as being something that you think you'll continue to like set out intentional periods like that like a retreat like this as opposed to some artists that maybe try to write every day you know they try to write for 30 minutes a day or something for you do you feel like it is more of a collaborative thing that you would like every certain period of time go and do that with a certain group of people to create the music for Saint Monet I I mean I had such a great experience at that retreat I would definitely love to do it again like I very much love co-writing, especially with new people, just, you know, yeah, to see right. what we can come up with. But um, I mean, I, I also love writing for other people um, as really? much as like, yeah, I mean, my right now, my focus is on this artist project just because it's so new and I'm just, you know, want to like know that I've done everything I can to, you know, make it successful. But um, I also, my friend Nicole Bobian, who I met at Belmont, she is a fantastic writer and she was on the retreat and her and I, we write like several times a week and sometimes it's for my project, sometimes it's for someone else and sometimes it's just to write. And recently we, um, we actually, it was, we were just in a session and I don't know why, but we started writing a rap. And so we've written like- No way. Yeah, so we've written Ooh. like it's really funny. We've wrote like we've written like a a a couple of raps. I wanna say six now. And they've been uh they've been being pitched to some pretty cool artists, which is really weird. Wow. I don't know, I'm not sure if I'm legally allowed to say who it is, but um we write we write them also with my friend Jason Lucretio, who is a Nashville artist too. But um, yeah, so I mean, I love, I love wow. writing for other people too. So I'm just trying to, I'm honestly, like any way that I can create music and simultaneously, you know, maybe make money 
to survive would also be great. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, totally. That's cool. <laughs> that's cool. That's, that's interesting that you, wow. I'm very in- interested in the idea that you love the writing process. Mm-hmm. However, you seem to have like a really like specific idea for this project. And because of that, it seems in every aspect, including the songwriting for this project specifically, you wanted to be intentional about like creating a team that could help create this specific sound, even though you do write all the time, but that's more for other projects. And also I know your friend, uh, Nicole, by the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's awesome. Because you're friends with Leah, right? Yeah. I'm friends with Leah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They do. I know. I want her to have a karaoke night. I kind of told her that I would be hosting one at her house. So see you there. That sounds fun. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That's yeah. so cool that y'all been writing and also pressing into some rap music together. Yeah. That's, and I do. Yeah. I think that's really fresh. And I think your perspective, I'm, I'm interested in your perspective because um, I feel like you just, the way that you have embraced this project, I'll say is, is different than a lot of the artists I see in Nashville. And I think you are a little bit more intentional about creating this idea. You're like willing to take more time and willing to be more intentional, like with this retreat on the songwriting, going to Daniel and to Kat um, and creating visuals. I just think your whole approach and even like finding man, like I know he's a friend of yours, but having management like right from the get go, I just think you have a very intentional way of doing things that I think is really admirable and and special too it's unique thank you so much I appreciate that yeah we're like it's definitely like everything we've been doing is meant to be intentional and we I mean we think through every decision like we talk through it like a million times before we go ahead with it just because we just we just want every aspect of this project to be cohesive. And it's kind of like, like I said, like Lady Gaga with Chromatica, like it's basically, she created a universe. And so that's kind of our intention too, is to create a universe of like St. Monet where it's music, branding, visuals, you know, performance and just art, fashion too, because it's super like, the brand is super inspired by high fashion. And so that's right. Yeah. To, yeah. So we try to like incorporate that too, but it's funny. I remember like, I remember when Matt and I first started working together, I'd been like getting the advice, getting the advice of like the industry from a bunch of people. And a lot of people told me that I didn't need a manager yet, but I feel like I was just, I had all these songs and all these ideas and I hadn't really had any experience in the, in like the creative side of the industry and just didn't know how to go about anything. And then Matt was looking to like get more experience because he already had managed a few artists and was like, he just, he just knows what he's doing. I feel like he's one of those people who was born to be a manager. Like he is a manager and through his personality is just like, he could talk to anyone. And so I, it was just, I couldn't have done any of this without him because when I had an idea but didn't know how to like execute it, he'd be like, okay, we're gonna do this. And then it happened. Like all of these ideas I had were finally like happening. But- um, Right, yeah. Yeah. That's cool is I feel like one of the things that a lot of people 
maybe who shy away from like looking for management early on are afraid of, they have this like fear where they're like, I'm the artist. I'm here to express myself. And maybe they have a, a bigger fear of like collaboration, and especially with management, someone else telling them what to do. But it sounds like you have a special relationship with your friend because y'all both came from the same, y'all both came from Rockaway and, and it's, it feels like it's a pretty healthy relationship, which I think everybody, if they can, having a manager that is like somebody who respects them and you respect that person really can help you when you want to just focus on creating because you don't want to focus on penciling in everything and sending out all the emails. I mean, that's laborious work that I don't think most artists want to do, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, my, I mean, Matt and I, it's funny because a lot of people say don't work with friends, but I feel like Matt and I are very good at knowing when our conversations are friends or business, you know, we, mm. and we're also like, we are so straight up with each other about everything. Like we don't, we don't hide anything. If we don't like something, we'll just be like, I don't like that idea. And I also think being from Jersey helps because we don't really get as easily offended because, you know, being from Jersey, everyone there's kind of an ass. <laughs> so you kind of <laughs> have to like, you kind of have to have that thick skin right. and, um, and that straight up attitude. And so I feel like that's definitely played in our favor. But um, I mean, uh, you know, obviously there are some managers out there who don't have as good intentions as like say Matt would or, you know, other good managers. But I think in terms of like wanting to like have control of your artist project, I think that's, that's um, valid. But I also believe that, you know, having a manager is just, a new perspective on yourself and your music. And, you know, sometimes there's times where I'm like, oh man, like I'd really love to do, you know, something like a song in this style. And he's like, we can, but hold off on it. You know, like there's, everything is very calculated because, you know, there obviously every song that I release, like I love, like I wouldn't release a song I didn't love, but there is like a reason why these are the songs that we're releasing instead of like other ones that we have in our repertoire. And it's, you know, it's very much, I think I wouldn't have done that if he wasn't my manager, you know? Yeah. 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 Having, having somebody who is focused primarily on making, on like working on the paths and the doors while you can just stay inside the room and just create, you can throw mm -hmm. everything into it. Cause you know that somebody else is going to be there to help refine and help, um, just make sure everything like runs smoothly and creates a, a, perhaps helps you connect what you're doing with the language of like the business and uh, you know, just helps it be something that people can understand as, as, yeah. as fans and as a following. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, also like Matt as a manager, his, his company is based around like the well-being of artists which I think is something that like, obviously, you know, at, the industry can be like crazy at times. And, you know, to have a manager who's like you, your mental health is as important as the music you're putting out is super important. Yeah. You know, because I mean, that's true. Even, 
even as like an independent artist who like not many people know, like, you know, the pressures are there definitely. Totally. So yeah. They really are. Do do you think that uh, being in Nashville or maybe in LA, New York as well, do do you feel like there's a lot of social pressure? Like you said, when you arrived, you're around a lot of artists. Does, do you feel like the music defines you in certain ways, even just as a human when you're going throughout your day to day? Or do you feel like you're able to kind of separate St. Monet from who you are and have them I be feel, in separate worlds? Yeah, I mean, I mean, at the moment, because this project is everything that I'm working on, it's very much intertwined with my daily life because of the fact that like it's still in motion we're still releasing we're still creating but um i mean i feel like when i first moved to nashville i definitely felt the pressure of proving myself to people just because you know of the fact that as much as we're all like in this together it's also it, we can't control the fact that the industry is so cutthroat totally. you know so it's yeah there's always going to be that pressure there but i think I think once you start releasing, you realize like, I just need to like, kind of put on blinders a little bit. Like, obviously you can be inspired by artists because there are so many artists here and in LA and New York that are still at the same stage that you are where you should like be looking to them and be like, what are they doing that's working? What isn't? But also, you know, you don't want to get into that whole world of completely comparing yourself, which is what I did for a while and that that's unhealthy you don't want to get into that you know and it's hard not to but you know at some point you got to be like I'm not doing what they're doing because I am not them right yeah Yeah. and and they're in Nashville or just anywhere I mean online on Instagram wherever you're gonna find people who are throwing themselves 100% in certain directions and I, I remember when I first started doing music you know, I had a friend who was really successful on YouTube and I remember talking to my band in high school and being like, oh, should we like get into YouTube? And then it's yeah. like, you have, you see someone else who is killing it by like only doing covers. And then you mm-hmm. have to be like, okay, wait, like I don't want to only do, co-. like you have to, yeah. you see people have success and all of a sudden you're like, oh, should I be mimicking that? But then you have to like, as you get older and grow as an artist, realize what you actually, what is my intention with my art? And what am I trying to accomplish? And like, yeah. also just being generous with the fact that, like you said, your health and like taking care of yourself has to come first. And at the end of the day, you can't do everything. So just using your time and artistry, like effectively, but then also knowing when to take a break. <laughs> you know? it's, oh my gosh. Yeah, absolutely. Knowing when to take a break, like, especially from social media as like, I, I'm a huge fan of Instagram just because I love, I love photography and I, I just love, you know, it's a great way to connect with people, but totally. it's also as great as it is. It's super, you know, you can go down that rabbit hole and it can mm-hmm. be unhealthy because obviously Instagram is not complete real life. Like even I know like my Instagram is like everything that I post is about my artist project, but like, that's not my, you know, real, real life. That's, that's my artist, you know, persona. And right. so, you know, it's just at some point you just got to like be like, okay, I got to log off because it's so easy. Even if you're like, even if what you're doing is like being is, is successful and everything, it's still like, 
I feel like even the most successful people can still go down that rabbit hole and be like, oh man, I should be doing more, you know? Yeah. If anything, I, I think it gets worse. Like the more success I've had as an yeah. artist, the, the weirdly, I thought that these feelings would go away and they've actually just gotten worse where I feel even more, uh, you know, tendencies to be maybe competitive or like more mm-hmm. so just insecure about my own music and art. I'm like, oh, I need to be doing, I'm yeah. probably boring everyone on social, you know, and it's just like getting out of control. It can be out of control how you, uh, how hard you can get on yourself, especially through social media if you're not careful. Oh yeah, it's so um, true. Even just the amount of likes and stuff, you're like, why did this one not? This yeah, totally. Not get as many as the other one. Yeah, and, yeah, right. And so much of that's even just out of our control. Even if you literally post at the right time of day and t- day so of the true. week, it's just it might still just not work. You know, there are things outside of our control. That being said, your Instagram is fresh. You've got a lot of cool <laughs> pics. Are uh, is Daniel or Daniel and Cat the one that took those pics as well? Have you have you worked with Mika and Sophia as well on this shoot or? No, I, I haven't. I've actually, oh, cool. I've heard, I've heard of Sophia. Kat talks about her yes. a lot, but I haven't. They're like best friends with okay. each other. All four, uh, Mika and Sophia, Mateen, they're just recently married and just a really inspiring duo in town who do a little bit of everything from film and photography to styling and creating okay. jewelry. Just this um, inspiring people that I think you would love to meet and I'm sure they'd love to meet you um so I guess to finish out what's on the horizon you said you've got maybe two more singles and then an EP so I have one more single and I'm about to announce it it's coming out on September 17th and it's more of a it's more of a like 90s ballad kind of oh super yeah so again like kind of a different uh path than the other two but still cohesive and then the ep comes out on the 25th and the singles will be on it and then there will be three new songs that is awesome yes cool are there any other uh, like visuals coming out there are there might be some more music videos there might be merch Ooh. cool that's awesome yeah <laughs> i can't wait to see that um best way for people to stay connected i guess is find saint monet on instagram yeah instagram Um, facebook are the most um like updated there will be a website but right now those are the ones yeah and then you've got two songs that are available anywhere that people stream Mm -hmm. and then Um, music videos for both of them yeah music videos on youtube uh saint monet look it up if you uh s-e-i-n-t monet Mm -hmm. it's fresh it's uh I love both of the songs you put out so far. I'm so glad in the last month that I've been able to discover what you're doing. I appreciate you taking time to come talk to me today. It's been really cool. I feel like I've learned a lot from you. So, Dude, thanks. This was amazing. I I love this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully we'll get to sing some karaoke soon. Oh, get to hang out. <laughs> it'll happen. It'll happen. Yeah. I, I wish you all the best and your team as well. And uh, yeah, I hope you have a great rest of the day. Thanks again. Thank you. You too. No problem. See you later. See ya. Bye.